Hey everybody, it's Jamie letting you know we will have some new Josta Show episodes coming at you this week. But in the meantime, we wanted to put up a Put Up Your Dukes podcast featuring the one and only Rob Dukes, former Exodus frontman, current frontman of the band Generation Kill. He's going to be doing a live podcast at Milwaukee Metal Fest, plus singing some songs with me, yours truly, at the Milwaukee Metal Fest pre-party May 25th. So come hang out with me, Rob. And both of his guests on uh, today's podcast, which you'll hear in just a little bit, Charlie Belmore, who's going to be jamming in Josta with me, and then also Megan, who plays in Casket Robbery, and they're sick, and they're going to be playing. Get your tickets at therave.com slash metalfest. Right now, there's a sale for National Concert Week, but it ends May 16th, so get your savings now. If you've been waiting to get your Milwaukee Metal Fest tickets, go to therave.com slash metalfest. And big thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to centurymedia.store. They have a ton of bands on this year's festival and they're absolutely killing it. Go to centurymedia.store. You'll see they have everybody from Lorna Shore to Suicide Silence to Napalm Death, but they have a ton of great bands who are playing Milwaukee Metal Fest like Frozen Soul, Unearth, Sanguasugabog, and others. CenturyMedia.store, no promo code needed. Also, thank you to Metal Blade Records. Death Ray Vision have just announced their third album, No Mercy from Electric Eyes, and that is due out on June 30th. Death Ray Vision features Mike D of Killswitch Engage fame, plus former members of Overcast, All That Remains, and Seamless. They just added a new vocalist, Mr. Keith Bennett, who sounds awesome. By the way, I just played their uh, their new song on our Patreon show, and people were digging it. Fire up this new single right now. It's called Behead the King, and watch the new music video at metalblade.com slash deathrayvision, and pre-order No Mercy from Electric Eyes, which is due out on June 30th. Also... Big thank you to Indie Merch Store. They are going to be vending at the Milwaukee Metal Fest, so make sure you head to their ginormous booth and get all your merch needs. Go to IndieMerchStore.com. If you want to get something now and wear it to the fest, use promo code JOSTA10 at checkout. Big thank you to IndieMerchStore.com. Of course, I got to shout out our site, MartyrStore.net, if you want Milwaukee Metal Fest meet and greets or if you want to RSVP for the Rob Dukes live podcast, MartyrStore.net. The link will be in the show notes. And I think... Think you could still use the code MMF20 if you want to save 20%. Also, thank you to Monarch Heavy, another one of our great sponsors, the label home of such great bands as Black Label Society, Crowbar, Texas Hippie Coalition, Pop Evil, Creeping Death, and so many more. And they have the new Somnuri album, Desiderium, which is coming out uh, next month or this month, actually. You can pre order it now and save 15% when you use the code 666. That's easy enough to remember. Code 666 at monarchheavy.com. And come see Somnuri with Justin Friends and Yotuma at the Metal Fest pre-party Thursday, May 25th with Rob Dukes, myself, and others. All right, everybody. Enjoy the Put Up Your Dukes podcast with Rob Dukes and his guests, Megan from Casket Robbery and Charlie Belmore from Josta, D. Snyder, Kingdom of Sorrow, and many other groups. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Put Up Your Dukes podcast. I am Rob Dukes. Um, this is a special episode of the Put Up Your Dukes podcast. 
Uh, you guys got any questions? You got any uh, comments? You got anything you want to say to me personally? Hit me up at rob at putupyourdukespodcast.com. Now, my first guest today is uh, Megan from uh, Casket Rubbery. Fucking death metal band. They, they have a tinge of Swedish death metal and straight up Tampa death metal. And just, uh, I mean, it's fucking crazy. This, she sounds like a, a fucking monster on vocals, man. It's fucking killer. Um, and I have uh, also my second. It's about a 10-minute interview. We just talk about the Walking Metal Fest and and, uh, and how she got into the band and a few other cool questions. And then we, we had a cool little conversation. Uh, my second guest was uh, uh, Charlie Belmore. He's a guitar player for Josta, uh, Kings of Liars. He, um, he's... Uh, he does. He did all the guitaring for Deciders solo records, uh, Corpse Grinder solo records. He's um, plays with Kirk Weinstein. So, yeah, fucking but real cool guy. He so Charlie's doing. Uh, he's like the musical director for the Milwaukee Metal Fest. Now, if you're going to the Milwaukee Metal Fest, come at night early on Thursday night. If you have a ticket for the weekend, if you get there a day early. There's going to be a party on Thursday night, and you're going to see myself, uh, Phil Demo, Tim Ripperowen, Dino from Fear Factory, uh, Kirk Weinstein for Crowbar, um, Paul Bostaff, Jamie Josta. Am I missing somebody? Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna play a bunch of songs. We're gonna play a couple of uh, my era Exodus songs. We're gonna play. Uh, some covers. We're gonna play some just a, a bunch of cool shit, um, and it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a badass band, man. It's gonna be, you know, a bunch of people who, uh, you know, got their, uh, you know, playing a bunch of shit you like. You know, D, uh, Danny Diablo is gonna be spinning metal the whole night in between, so should be a nice night of uh, metal and uh, drinking and hopefully some uh, good drugs. Um, and uh, I'll be uh, I'll be smoking cigars and uh, yeah. Anyway, this week uh, the hockey playoffs started. Uh, uh, four, I think I think all the road teams won except two. Um, it was fucking first night was great, uh, pretty predictable. Second night not so predictable. My Rangers fucking stomped on the Devils five one. So that made my night pretty good. Um, I was able to enjoy my evening. It was kind of stressful not knowing, uh, you know, whatever. Can, you know, any team can win the Stanley Cup. That's what's so killer about uh, and hockey. I know maybe some of you don't like hockey, and, and you know, um, if you don't, then uh, I feel sorry for you because uh, it's the best of the of all four sports. Last night, guy in Winnipeg got. Here's here's how hockey players are. I watched a guy, he got stomped on in a basketball game, and they, like, I don't know what they did with him, but he got a bunch of, he got in a bunch of trouble. Last night uh, in Winnipeg, uh, Baron Morgan got hit in that fucking eye with a skate. He left the ice, got 75 stitches, and then came back on the ice and played another, played the rest of the fucking hockey game. He played, like, 15 minutes. Dude, I, that's fucking hockey. That's playoff hockey. That is, oh, I got 75 stitches in my face. Now I'm still going to go out and, and finish the game. Um, 
So anyway, I had a helicopter going around my house. I live in like Chandler, Arizona, right? And I had a helicopter swirling my my neighborhood. And I'm like just waiting for someone to jump over the wall in my backyard and come running through. That happened once, man. I, I was at I was at work over at uh, my old job, Doug's Bugs, and I, I uh, and one day I'm standing there and this car comes in and and this kid jumps out and he runs through my shop and jumps the back wall and this 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 fucking fat cop starts chasing me got to the wall and I was like, I don't know. And he stopped at the wall and he ran back to his car. And uh we found out later that he got pulled over a stolen car and with a bunch of drugs in it, so he took off and ran. And then there was helicopters like every day around my around my shop. And uh it happened the first time I've been uh I sit out back at night and uh it's beautiful out here in Arizona right now. So I sit out here, I was watching hockey and uh smoking a cigar and uh helicopter growing around my house. So Oh man, there's this great podcast. I was a guest on it uh, last month, but uh, it's called The Bonfire with Big J Okerson and Bobby Kelly. Used to be Dan Soder. Dan Soder quit. Bobby Bobby Kelly took over. And uh, if you guys are looking for a good podcast list too, that's uh, funny and and they talk about a bunch of funny shit. Um, that's a good podcast. Uh, it, I've also been on Bobby Kelly's podcast fun times. I did one called. Two comics, two cigars. Because uh, if you don't know, I, I have uh, I've done stand up comedy. Big J Okerson had a killer uh, um, comedy special come out la- a couple weeks ago called Dog Belly. Very funny. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. Just watch it for free. It's great. Uh, Bobby Kelly has a podcast called Killbox, which is on LouisCK.com. Um, you can go on there and and, uh, and download it. Uh, Bobby Kelly's a very funny, very good friend of mine. Him and Big J, and and uh, they ruined Thin Lizzy for me, man. Um, they did. They they were talking. They were listening to um, the boys are back in town, and they started making fun of it because the lyrics are so like, man, he's catch a crazy, and they and they started making fun of it. And I was in my car, and I was fucking dying. And then I went home, and I listened to the song, and I was like, oh, they're right. Those lyrics are stupid and goofy, and it was just and uh, it, so fuck Jay and Bobby. That I, I I never thought about it too deeply, but um, that song is ruined for me. Clutch is out on tour. Want to go see a great live band? One of the best live bands out there. Go check out Clutch. Um, and uh, Generation Kill is, uh, is uh, right now. Our booking is trying to get us on a tour for September through October uh, and going out in America, coming to all the major cities. So I hope that that happens so we can come hang out with you guys and then play some metal and have some, have a good time. Uh, uh, as you can see behind me is my 68 Beetle. I got the pan in my garage. I'm uh, restoring it, making it a hot rod. Uh, I'm working on the pan right now. Um, it had some rust and I didn't realize it. So I'm just changing the whole pan and then I'm going to powder coat the whole thing. And, uh, it's going to get new, a new beam. It's getting new tie rods. It's got, everything is getting new. It's going to have, everything is new. I'm replacing everything on it. That's about it, man. I'm looking forward to this from a walking metal fest, man. I'm going to be doing my podcast live. I'm going to have a bunch of great guests. Um, 
the new Metallica. I haven't heard it yet. I'm going to try and give it a listen uh, maybe tomorrow. I, I always try to give it an album when it comes out. I try to give it a, a good listen where I kind of shut off everything for an hour and, and, and give it a once and pay attention to it. No, no TV, no distractions. It's just, you know, light a cigar and put on a record and listen to it. Um, and uh, I'll let you guys know next week what I think about it. Um, I haven't read good things. Uh, a lot of people shitting on it, but then again, man, you know, a lot of times, man, like I don't read comments about me or my own shit, but I do read comments. Like every once in a while, I'll come across comments about something else. And, 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 uh, you know, it's, um, people like to shit on things for the sake of shitting on things. So Dave Grohl came out with something new and I just saw a litany of just, this is a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. Now, the thing about the Foo Fighters, and I love Dave Grohl. I, I, I do. As a person, I think he's an awesome human being. Uh, Foo Fighters, here's how I look at Foo Fighters. I don't uh, own any of it, but when it comes on, I don't hate it. I, I It's just kind of, it's there in the, in, the, in, the, in the, it's out there. And when I hear it, I don't hate it, but I've never purposely said, oh, let me put on some Foo Fighters. Uh, it's just not my thing. Um, I've realized that I'm old enough and I'm just going to play the music that I've listened to. You know what I mean? Like uh, old Pink Floyd and and, uh, and 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 old Judas Priest and, you know, um, old Iron Maiden and Clutch and you know, some of the stuff that I like. It's just what I go to. It, it It's comforting. Um, and some of the Sometimes I'll throw on like rain and blood and it'll, it'll like when I'm driving or something and it, it kind of gets me going. And, and I just, those things are, they're just staples of my brain. And uh, I'm at an age where I don't, uh, I don't listen to a lot of new shit, even though I should. Um, when I did the interview with Megan, I played some uh, casket robbery and I was blown away. I'm like, God damn, it sounds like like in flames or hypocrisy is like Swedish death metal, you know, and it's, it's, and it's good. And, uh, and, it, but it has a time and place, you know what I mean? And that's how I think the Foo Fighters are. If I'm in a, in a, in a, say a, 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 a say a place eating dinner and, uh, and, or a sports bar or something like that. And, and Foo Fighters comes on, I don't hate it. I don't say, oh, this song sucks. I don't, I don't, but I also don't put it, I don't purposely put it on it. In, in that, that being said, I feel like shit when I don't listen to something new. Like if I don't experience new things. Um, I remember the, to be honest, I remember the first time um, I heard the Beastie Boys. Uh, it became a staple of my life. That band just became, I bought every record and I, their whole career. And the same with Clutch. When I heard Clutch for the first time, I bought every record. I listen to the albums over and over and over again, and I know the lyrics, and I, there's plenty of bands that I do that with. And then there's some bands that I, I listen to one time, and I'm like, oh, that's good. And then for some reason, I don't ever listen to it again, unless like it pops up, and I'm like, oh. For instance, a week ago, or four days ago, my phone was on Apple Music, and what, it played a whole record. I've listened to ACDC, and I had a Power Age on. And what it does is when the album ends, it automatically just starts playing bands of that ilk. Then it thinks they're that ilk. And it put on uh, Down. And I was like, oh, man, fucking love Down. 
And then I went, I got the album, and I listened to the whole album. And then I've completely forgot about it until just now that I really liked that experience of listening to something that I didn't capture the first time it came around. Um, so anyway, I don't know what my point is. I mean, my point is to maybe try something you've never listened to before or go listen to something that uh, maybe, you know, and I'm not a fan of shitting on other people's work. I'm not. Um, you either like it or you don't. It's kind of like food. You know what I mean? Like I hate olives and I don't eat olives. And recently I've decided I don't like mushrooms either. So I'm not eating mushrooms. I think they taste like shit, especially on pizza. I just, it, they, I, for some reason, my, I, they're ruined for me. I don't like them anymore. Um, like a lot like Thin Lizzy. Um, anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Any of you guys coming out to Milwaukee Metal Fest, uh, I'll be readily available to hang out and talk with anybody. I think they're doing a meet and greet with me, but come hang out. Have a good time. Um, bring a cigar. We'll smoke a cigar together. Uh, I'm going to be there for five fucking days hanging out. And uh, and I'm looking forward to it, man. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Especially Thursday is going to be a fucking blast. And, um, and that's about it, man. I'll see you guys next week. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. So right now, I'm going to give you Megan. Followed by Charlie. They're both real quick interviews. Interesting, cool. Uh, just uh, give them a listen. And at the end, I'm going to play a few songs for you people listening on Apple. There's going to be a few songs from the bands. I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Be good to yourself. Megan. Hello. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am great. I am um, in my backyard having a cigar. And uh, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Where are you? I am in Monroe, Wisconsin right now. And it is raining. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Wisconsin. I, I, I actually, that's where I had the Elvis burger. It was, um, I was on tour and we were there and it was a, it was a burger. It had peanut butter and hot and jalapenos on it, on a oh burger. And they called it the Elvis burger. And I was like, all right. <laughs> we got that curry cheese things. Like we, they took that and we brought that oh, up yeah. the bus. Well, you have to. Fun. <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a, a, a band from that area that I know called Hong Kong Sleepover. Are you aware of those guys? No. I'll, 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 uh, you should, they're, uh, you're kind of like Motorhead. They're like Motorhead ish. And they're very cool guys, and uh, I sang on their I sang on their last record, and uh, and they did a little a little cameo. Yeah, they're cool guys. Um, so I listened to your band, um, and you guys are fucking brutal, brutal. <laughs> Thank you. It's so a, it's so funny seeing you here and knowing what you sing like <laughs> is, yeah. it's uh, it's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> You remind me of Peter from Hypocrisy. You're talking. Oh, rad. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, you guys are very, very cool. Lyrics are very dark, but not cheesy. Very cool. And uh, I'm a fan. I can't wait to see you in Milwaukee, man. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to be there watching you guys for sure. Oh, thank uh, you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I saw you guys are doing, you're doing that show, uh, the Milwaukee Metal Fest. Mm -hmm. Um, which day are you playing? You playing 
Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I leave Monday, so I'm. I'm uh, yeah. So I'm there for the entire thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. So let me let me ask you: How did you? How did you start singing death metal? Like, how did you approach it? I I grew up just singing um, everywhere that I really could. And then before Casket, I about, I don't know, like six years before that, I joined a a metalcore band where I kind of did clean vocals and harsh vocals. And I progressively wanted to get heavier and heavier and, and go even more harsh with stuff. And, and the technique that I use to do mine um, just didn't really... It didn't fit the, our, our metalcore vibe a whole lot. And Casket, um, their vocalist left. And there was like, I think the second tour that they did um, was like a little over a month. And we had like two months to prep. And Corey was like, hey, will you fill in for Casket? And I was like, well, I haven't ever done like full harsh vocals the whole time. But yeah, I'd love to. And so I did that and just fell in love and immediately kind of just knew Casket was where I was supposed to be. And, and that's it. <laughs> cool. Red, um, so did you struggle uh, live doing show after show after show? Did you, guys, did you, have, did you personally struggle with uh, not losing your voice and learning the technique to, to not lose your voice? I didn't. I I took a lot of lessons before okay. um, with Mary Zimmer. She had been working uh, with me um, since the get-go with my vocals when I even started doing them. And the thing that killed me the first tour was I got bronchitis two days before we left. Yeah. And it was good for me because I kind of learned how to treat my vocals on the road. Um, I didn't talk at all for two weeks and i'd get on stage do that like the boys would do the banter um and then i would go to the bus and sleep and so that for two whole weeks that the bands that we toured with didn't even know what my voice sounded like um they would jump <laughs> one of them was like one band was from australia so one of the girls was like i just imagine you having this australian accent since i haven't heard you speak before um, that was the biggest thing for me, but I think it was also the best thing for me because I, I kind of learned how to, how to treat my vocal cords on the road and, and not struggle a whole lot. Yeah. I, uh, I got lucky. I had, um, I got a strep throat in the middle tour with creator cool. in South America and, um, my uvula had, was all swollen. I had all the white dots and. Uh, luckily, the hotel we were at was the also the Brazilian uh, soccer team, and the doctor actually came to my room and injected my throat with steroids, and I got through the last two shows. Oh but, but like you, know, I didn't I didn't talk in between. I just did the show, and then I went right to my room and I slept, and you know, uh, tried to avoid everybody. And okay. yeah, that was that was brutal. But yeah, yeah, trying can be a fucker like that. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you never know when it's going to hit you because usually, you know, being on a bus, everybody gets sick, and then you know, everybody passes it to everybody, and then 
just when you think it's over, it fucking goes around again. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, yeah. Europe is, uh, we had, we were out towards Sepultura and the same thing happened. Everybody got sick in both bands and it was just, I was singing with a bucket, a garbage can next to the microphone because I was puking into the, yeah. into the- <laughs> yeah. that was our recent tour. We tour plague went around. We all, we all had rounds with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so how many, it just, cycled. It, it just cycled through the whole bus and then, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are your tour plans after you, are you trying before Milwaukee or is that in the middle of it? Or is that just two one-off shows? Um, Milwaukee's just our two, our one-off show for us. So that's nice. Okay. We have touring plans this summer and then this fall that we haven't announced yet. Um, and then some festivals that we're playing kind of weaving into those. Yeah. Uh, are you going to Europe? I want to go to Europe. Oh. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> So far, not this year. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But that is that is the plan. Okay. Yeah. Europe's fun. It's uh, interesting. Uh, That's what I hear. The, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're away from home, so it's kind of cool. And then there's the, there's, you know, be, do you, uh, are you married? Do you have kids? I mean, just married. Oh, just man. Okay, so it's not that bad, you, you know. Uh, I guess uh, I always, you know, like when I was uh, touring, when I was on tour with Exodus, and um, you know, Lee had small children, and it was always rough to watch him miss his kids and stuff. But uh, yeah, but I was married in the time when I was touring Europe, and it was like a big break from my my other uh, person, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine is my guitar player, so mm. I we just do it together. So we're kind of stuck. <laughs> so, um, is that uh, is that breed? Uh, is it bring you guys closer? You think, or is it is it ever been a wedge, or is it always just been okay? I think it's been a, a really big learning experience that we're still kind of navigating. It's because you gotta have those really good boundaries. Um, because we treat this and we're so serious and it's pretty much me and him that do all of the business side of this band. Um, we have to know when to like throw that line down and be like, okay, we need to not talk about the band for, uh, for a night, which never happens. But, <laughs> um, huh. yeah, it's just, we're kind of constantly learning, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely know, brought us closer. Uh, you know, I find it like being in a band, which for me was like, and it still is, you know, uh, it's like being in a marriage with five people and there's yep. you, you, every relationship has its, you know, I have a different relationship with every person in the band, uh, yep. and to get everybody on the same page. And, you know, sometimes, oh, sorry about that. Uh, sometime there is, uh, conflict and it, yeah. it's, uh, and it's not, it's not even like, uh, it's a shitty conflict. It's just two different ideas trying to come together to and compromise can be a motherfucker sometimes. And, you know, um, but when you're in your situation, like, you know, do you find that the band writes the music, do you write the lyrics or do you write or, okay. So, so when you write the, so like, I don't know if you've regarding this, but I'll, I'll tell you from my experience, um, it's, it's, 
your vision and you're writing it on paper and you put it down and then someone else has this idea and it's it's not that you're offended but it's like won't you go write your own song and leave me alone dude <laughs> i don't mean i don't mean to be a dick but that's what it that's and it's hard to compromise that and not be an asshole to that person but it's like whoa hey you know um and I've said to my band, hey, if you got lyrics, give them to me. And I'll, I'll, you know, if they're cool or if they work, they work. Yeah. But as a singer, you're also trying to, you, you, the first thing you're doing is the melody. And then the, the you know, and then the, the lyric and the idea comes. I, some, I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly writing ideas down or if I hear something, even a sentence, I'll put it in my memo on my phone. Yep. And when I sit down to write lyrics, you have all these ideas, you write them down because coming up with the idea for the song sometimes is the most difficult part, right? It's yeah. like naming a band. Naming yeah. a band, that's the hardest thing. And you guys got a great name. I mean, Kelsey Robert. Bosh. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good name. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so do you, do you, is that, is that how it is for you? Like keeping that balance with everybody? Yeah, it is. And it's, I've, I've been in that situation and especially early on, it was hard to not get like even have that little ego, like getting offended or being like, Hey, what would, how about we change this line to this? And then I'll be like, that completely doesn't make sense in what I'm trying to write about right now. What are you talking? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ego, ego. I think that's the, the two things that kill a band, ego and yeah. drugs. And drug yeah. was the other one. Um, those yeah. two things are, are, can really destroy a band from the inside. And oh, yeah. I know. But then again, the Rolling Stones have been around forever. Saying, yeah. the, fuck, <laughs> what the, the fuck do I know? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, Milwaukee Metal Fest, do you, who you, who you, you're playing that day? That's, uh, Lamb of God. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the headliner that day. That's fucking yeah. killer. Who, who else is that day? Uh, hey, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, Sanguis to Gabog. I just really like saying as many times as I can. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see them. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Well, yeah, there's a what they'll do is what they'll do is that day. I'm doing my podcast live that day. Oh, uh, so so at some point, um, I think what they're gonna do is there's gonna be like a little space set up for me, and what I'd have to do is have your your entire band come by and, and say hi and talk for a few minutes and. And then uh, we'll put, you know, at the end, I think I'm going to put together like a little, like video of the whole weekend. And, and uh, I'd love to have you guys a part of it. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see you guys. You guys sound amazing. So, you know, all these people, you guys are going to Mockingbird Fest. Listen to them before you go. Be familiar with the music. It's fucking rad. It's uh, dark and, <laughs> and heavy and not silly. And you're, you know, I mean, you have this this little angelic talking voice, but when you sing, <laughs> goddamn, you know, you make, uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's an awesome thing. Thank you, thank you. Listen, I look forward to seeing you at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Um, it's going to be a f- really fun weekend, and uh, it was really nice talking with you. And I'll see you in, at the end of May. I'm stoked. Thank you so so much for having me on. You're welcome, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, bye. This episode of the Rob Dukes podcast is brought to you by monarchheavy.com. Head on over to MNRK. 
H-E-A-V-Y.com after the show today. Use the code 666 and you will save. So maybe you want to pre-order the new Creeping Death or the new Somnuri Desiderium album. Use the code 666 and you will save. Don't forget Somnuri is playing the Milwaukee Metal Fest pre-party with Jostlin Friends. That's right, yours truly. And the newly announced Chris Garza who will be in the house in place of Dino. Uh, head on over to monarchheavy.com and check out that new Somnuri and we'll see you at the pre-party May 25th at the Rave. Get your Metal Fest tickets therave.com slash Metal Fest. Now back to the show. Everybody, this is a Put Up Your Dukes podcast. I uh, My guest today is uh, Charlie Belmore. So um, tell me about yourself. Tell, you know, let me uh, who you play with and who you are and what you do. And Oh, God. I, uh, uh, I'm a guitar player player i've been playing with uh jamie jasta in his solo band jasta for like uh i think since 2006 seven or something like that and um um, and we've also i'm also a guitar player for his other band with kirk winstein king massaro i'm the lead guitar player for that band um i wrote the two uh, d Slander records that jamie did uh, i co-wrote them with jamie uh for the love of metal and um <clears throat> leave a scar uh i played and wrote uh a bunch of the the new ripper album return to death row uh i played and wrote a song or two on the corpse grinder cd uh um, that, was, that was a good one man i, I mean i like oh, all your work so far but um, the corpse grinder one was fucking, I, I was actually, I was like, all right, I didn't know what to expect. And then I was like, wow, this is fucking rad. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. mean, D, the D Snyder stuff was cool. was great too. And, and Johnson's awesome. And all the, all the stuff you guys do, um, everything so far. Um, so like you do a lot of work in the studio. Yeah. I, I get to play out as much as I can. Um, you know, I have, I have another, I have a band, uh, me and my brother who play does all the Jasta stuff and the bass player who does all the Jasta stuff we have a band called kings and liars we wow. released we released a record last year called transition animals you, know, you went out with uh you went out with my boy opus you guys did a little tour oh yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah um and your brother actually uh nick actually mixed uh and produced half of the generation kill record he actually mixed the whole thing but zeus had started it and couldn't finish so your brother came in and saved the day and finished the whole uh mk ultra album and my album and I, so i got to work with your brother who's just an awesome dude and and very uh very good at, at pretty and you know at engineering and mixing and, and uh he was awesome well yeah he's really coming to his own in the last like 10 years it's just uh every time he does a record I want to brag about, I want to tell everybody how awesome it is. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be biased because he's my brother, but Jesus Christ, can you, can you hear this production? <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, I actually, uh, you know, he, um, when I, I, I did, I, I did, I knew about him, but I, I didn't know him. And then Zeus uh, said, Hey man, I got a guy that'll fucking kill it for you. And, uh, you know, Zeus in the middle of the Rob Zombie thing. So he had to kind of step aside and choke on Nick walked in and just, Within three days, man, we were like blown away. We're like, all right, cool, we're do- we're in. You know, the first <laughs> things we've learning on. So, yeah. So, Milwaukee Metal Fest is coming up. Yes, it is. We get to hang. We're actually. Are we actually going to play together? You know? Yes, we will be. Yes, we will be. All right. I'm. Uh, um. 
me and the bass player Chris, we're, we'll be the only two guys that'll be on stage the entire uh, set. So <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's uh, like. I'm gonna tease out the songs. There's like a handful of songs floating around. We're gonna, we're gonna t- try to tackle some uh, my era Exodus. Um, and uh, we've thrown out a bunch of songs. The fans have spoken and still their piece. And uh, but it's it's really comes down to uh, you know if we can get it together uh in time which you know we get a, a little bit of time to work it out which is which is cool but uh it'll be fun man it's gonna be a really fun night the thursday before if you have a ticket to the festival any day you can get into that free and come see so it'll be uh myself phil demo dino from uh fear factory you got ripper you got you ripper and uh jasta is gonna be singing and we're all gonna we're gonna just do a bunch of songs and and have her fucking party. Kirk Winstein will be up there doing a couple things, and then, oh yeah, crowbar, yeah. And then and then at some point we'll have uh, uh, Paul Bostaff from Slayer come up and crank out some Slayer tunes as well. Wow, cool, man. Right. Um, and then Danny Jabo is going to be spinning uh, the DJ all night. He'll be the DJ for the party, and then it'll be like just a a fun hangout night, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the for the whole weekend but that night's going to be special so for the yeah. fans if you can get out a day early man that's the day to to come out and check that well, it's, out. it's gonna it's gonna be goddamn fun i already started getting texts you know because i'm um you know i have i'm like the musical director for for jamie so you know i've probably put together like i don't know like five versions of the jossa band or maybe even more at this point <laughs> but even even one band I put together, I wasn't in because I was on tour with Toxic Holocaust at the time. I was playing guitar okay. for Toxic Holocaust. And, I love uh, that song. Good band, dude. Oh, oh, those are great. Yeah, my bro- my my brother played drums on a couple of those records, and then yeah. Joel the Joel the singer just called me one day and he was like, "Dude, I don't want to play guitar anymore. I want to play bass live, and I want somebody to do like the end of Paradise City guitar solos the whole time." And, for, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I can do that." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I've I've been the music director since like the word go, and um, so I'm you know we're already we have to we have to do the whole we're doing the whole Jasta set. Um, I begged everybody like, hey, listen, even if you're not playing a song, can you just please learn it? So I so like you know me and the other guys could pl- like practice it, you know, for, for throughout May when we jam and stuff. Because I just uh, <clears throat> I I just drilled a I just drilled a hell out of everybody. Um, you know, yeah. when I I'm a, a music director, and yeah. uh, but I got uh I got a Joey. Uh, he plays in a thousand bands now. He's always touring. Um, him and Randy, the band names he's in because he's so busy. And uh, 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 Chris from the Josta band and from Kings of Liars and Kingdom of Sorrow. And then I have uh, a Nick Petrino, who's who I got for the the D Snyder live band. He's going to be the second guitar player for most of the set. Okay, <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah. how's your brother? Real sidetrack. How's your brother's back doing? Yeah, is he doing all right? Yeah, he's he's doing better. They uh, we 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 played a couple of shows at Kings and Liars, and uh, you know we play slower, <laughs> so right. uh, he felt pretty good. And I said, hey, do you want it? you want to do this because after we do the Josta the next day or two days later on Saturday, we're playing with uh Ripper Owens. Uh, we're, you know, we're the backup band. And he just said, I don't know, like the set's going to be like an hour and a half or something. And I'm just real worried that I'm going to be like all beat up. And then I'm going to be like, 
not able to perform at 110% for Ripper who deserves to have 110%. And I just said, okay, all right, don't worry about it. You know, and I checked with Joey before I, uh, you know, I checked with Joey on drums before I, I said no to my brother. And then he, he luckily he's about, he, he goes out on a tour like a week or two after this. So, um, everything kind of slid in under the wire. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. Cool, man. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to this, dude. I mean, I, I'm redoing my uh, live podcast, uh, there, um, with a litany of guests and, uh, you know, um, it, it should be fun. I'll probably do some long form ones for my for my podcast, maybe like after the show or before the show during the day and, and try to uh, do oh, some nice. long ones. But uh, mostly just, you know, trying to get everybody there talking about it and film as much as I can. I'm going to uh, bring a couple of cameras with me and film uh, parts of live sets and, uh, you know, um, try to get some audio to, to go with it and, and just uh, to go with the interviews and try to make it kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, dude. Um, so what do you do besides being a dad? What do you do when you're not doing music? You got any hobbies? Got any, uh, putting other than that? Um, honestly, I mean, besides just kind of bit like I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little behind. I still collect them, but I'm a big comic book nerd. And then I just, I love, I just love movies and shit like that. So I'll, right. It's now it's like I barely have any time to watch anything, but I'll like watch, you know, I, I just I just love all, all sci fi shit. So I'll watch a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, Star Wars nerd. Uh, No, Star Trek. OK, Star Trek. you went the other way. All right. I'm a Star oh, Wars nerd. My, my my parents, my parents got married in 76 and their honeymoon was a Star Trek convention. So it was kind of no, I was so I was I was raised. I was raised the Trekkie. <laughs> oh, man. There's a there's a fucking documentary about Trekkies. Yeah, guys like you. Uh, I've seen it. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah, bunch of fucking weirdos. Not like Star Wars nerds. You are probably the biggest weirdos on the planet. You know. I, I always I always say the people the people that uh, the Star Wars nerds are the greatest people in the world because they every single product that comes out, they're like. This is the worst fucking thing that's ever come out in the history of Star Wars. And then like three years later, you'll say, yeah, like that other shitty thing, you know, like something that they praised two years ago. And they're like, don't you ever make fun of that? That's the greatest thing they ever oh, made. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally. They all shit the on funniest thing in the world. Yeah. They, they shit on Jar Jar Binks, but they have three of them. You know, one in a box and two they played with. You know what I mean? So, oh, I mean, I, yeah. I'm a, um, um, I, I enjoyed like the original trilogy, like every other sci-fi nerd in the world, but, yeah. um, yeah. like when, um, you know, it was, it was basically right, but right before the pandemic, but I had just gotten off a tour with D and my baby was about to be born at the end of 2019. And so that Mandalorian show came on and I'm like, this is great. Cause it's just like in the world and I got none of the people in it. I don't have to worry yeah. about force and I don't have to worry about this shit and that shit. Yeah. I just got this guy flying around doing a weekly adventure. You know, it was like fucking, yeah. it was like Magnum VI in space. You know, like you just do it. was cool. Thing. Well, yeah. So being a, a total Star Wars nerd, they had books that were like, uh, like part of the universe. They were, they were, um, they were recognized by Lucas, but they weren't a part of the story he was writing. And then yeah. all this expanded universe and they, the Mandalorian story was fucking crazy. I mean, it was really good. It was a three book series and it was about Boba getting his, 
the moment that he comes out of the pit of Sarlacc and he comes out of the pit, he kills it, and then he climbs out with no armor. He, he had to, um, his armor burned off uh, being in the stomach, and he got out, and then he had to uh, come back and get new armor and shit like that. It was a great story. But uh, in the verse, first episode of Mandalorian, they brought IG-11, which, you know, in the in the expanded universe, IG-88 was like this badass character who you only see in Empire for a few seconds, and then he's dead in Return. But his story was fucking amazing, and that was kind of one of the, all the things oh, I, I liked. Oh, I no idea about that. Yeah, and, and Favreau did a real good job about bringing that character, and now he's in the new one, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of The Mandalorian. I, I, I've watched it twice. And I, uh, yeah, so, um, but I was a Star Wars, my dad was a Star Trek guy. He had, we, we, I used to build models when I was a kid and my dad built the, the, the Enterprise and I had that hanging in my room. Uh, nice. and, uh, yeah. And then like he, I remember we, the first Exodus video I ever shot was, uh, now the death they come and we shot it where Kirk fought the green lizard guy. We went to the same location with the rocks that are like weird. Oh yeah, and worn. Yeah, <laughs> and we and we uh, we shot the video there specifically because that's where Kirk fought the green guy, and we thought it was kind of cool. And it was right near L.A. And we're like, all right, let's just go shoot it there. And we I, that's where we shot the. I just I love the like just like the random craziness of old school sci-fi where it's like every they just drove like twenty minutes out of L.A. and. <laughs> This will be a planet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like how they, so make an alien, they just put like a weird suit on him with some green shit on his face and fucking, oh, he's from fucking, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, you know, Carol Burnett uh, gave the money to to make that show happen. No, it was actually Lucille Ball. Oh, Lucille Ball. That's right. Yeah. Lucille Ball made, gave them the money to make that show. It only lasted a couple of years, right? Yeah. The original show. Yeah. I think it was only, uh, Four seasons, I think. Okay. I, I, I grew up. You know, my parents loved it, but I was born in '81. You know, so like, you know, by the time I was like realized what was even happening, like the movies had already started, and like, you know, I was, I was probably like realizing what was going on with the world, like you know, when like as they call it, the one with the whales was already out, you know, and so I'm just like, oh, these guys are fun, and they're hanging out with whales. All right, this is cool, and then (laughs) when. The next generation started. That was like my, that was my shit. Like I'm, um, it's it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm sure all the metalheads out there listening to this uh, are either uh, they're either completely engrossed in this because I've I've heard from a lot of people. It's weird, man. I went to Japan and I got like I got so many gifts from fans, Star Wars stuff that I couldn't yeah. get in America and. It, because they, they like it's like metalheads truly care about like uh, nerdy shit. You know what I mean? Because that's you know. Yeah, <laughs> I was so I was doing interviews for my Kings and Liars record, and I mentioned to some guy that I was a big comic book fan, and he just like asked me, and I was like, he goes, "How much of a comic book fan are you?" I don't know if you're a comic book fan at all, but uh, I am. Yeah. And um, do you like the X Men at all? I do. Um, I was more. Um, Image comics, so I was oh, more like uh, if, if that, that if whole look behind me. That see that picture up there? Yeah, that's that's a like one of twenty five. Uh, the uh, the max hand drawn by okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm um I'm I'm right there with it. I was into uh, uh Team Seven, and yeah, and um, well, what was the 
man, I have the whole series. I have I own the whole series. What was the guy that came from Team Seven on um, Blood? Fuck, my brain is going blank. He had a whole series, like twenty six, and I have all twenty six. He was a, a a mercenary who started to get a conscience, and then he only killed the bad guys after that. Let's forget it. Uh, blood. Sorry, it's something blood. There's there's so many. There were so many bloods yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well. But uh, well, that was so. That was that was the stuff that I was into. I was more into that. I never forget. I had a um, an Iron Man book when I was a kid, and the back of it had this short story, and it was about Sergeant Rock, and it had this crazy story about this guy who uh, he he was he was um, he got put he got ch- he he was in a prisoner, and they brainwashed him. They kept sending him back into battle, but he was actually just sitting in a bed. And he actually uh, had to keep going to war over and over and over again. And he threw himself under a tank and crushed his skull. And then when he come out, he was he was like retarded. He was sitting in a bit of drooling. And that's how he got out of going. That was the little short story. And from then on, I just always kind of gravitated toward the war ones. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like World War II. So that's where I was at. But anyway. But, um, oh, to go back to my point, I was... I was doing an interview and I just met, I was like, oh, I'm a big comic book fan. And the guy was like, oh, you are, you know, I can't remember. He was, he was from like uh, Norway or something. And I was like, yeah, I go, I go, I'm such a comic book fan. My daughter is named Ileana Magic. And, um, and then all of a sudden he just like freaks out and he's like from the new mutants. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and like, and all, and then like the, for, there was like, there was like three or four months where I was just getting, I would just get random stuff from, you know, fans of like the X-Men and yeah. the it's like uh, like online, just like check this out, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's so cool. I wore a shirt. I wore a shirt on tour. That's how fans are awesome that way. I wore a shirt and it said "Hand Shot First. and <laughs> from then on, I would get. I have. I mean, I have boxes of just stuff that fans gave me. I mean, uh, one fan gave me a a, a a sweatshirt that was. I mean, it was maybe 120, 130 dollars, and it was a. Um, a Boba Fett sweatshirt, and I wore that shit for years and years, and uh, I still have it hanging in my closet. I live in Arizona now, so I don't need it. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, it was always just the the kindness, the fancy, and they nerded out just as much as I did. So, and uh, yeah, I I always say that like, I mean, I mean, heavy heavy metal especially, and then also musicians. Like, we really are. We don't want to admit it, but like. I mean, even like fucking like doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how cool the dude looks. They're a giant nerd. Like, like there's no, there's no way like Slash or Nudo Bentoncourt got that good at guitar without being the biggest geeky motherfucker in the planet, just staring at their guitar, going do 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 do. Yeah, you got to be so nerdy to do that. <laughs> so. I spent I spent my high school years just sitting in my room playing guitar that's what i did i i went to school i played guitar i i didn't get laid till i was 18 i didn't even i i like girls but i like i just didn't chase them until i could play and you know what i mean and that's how i just i was just so nerdy and such a dork uh and uh wow my girl um oh i actually met her like in elementary school like in second or third grade or something and we, we we reconnected just a few years ago and she was like why didn't you like why didn't you ask me out in high school? And I was like, because I was fucking busy learning how to play the guitar. <laughs> I was like, you didn't. I was like, yeah. you didn't have tabs for Dyer Z. That's why I didn't talk to you. <laughs> well, well, I wasn't tabs yet. 
Yeah, yeah. There were no sound. We had to we had to use our old record player that could slow things down to sixteen. You have one of those. Remember the at seventy eight, uh, sixteen, and and whatever regular it is. But I remember slowing things down to learn them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we nerded out. So well, cool, man. Well, look, I'm really stoked that we uh, are going to get to play together. You know. Um, yeah, me too, man. We're gonna pick. We're gonna pick two or three really cool songs and fucking have a blast. And uh, no matter what we pick from my air Exodus, man, it's gonna be fucking heavy as fuck. So you know, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a blast. And the whole the whole show is gonna be a blast. We got all those people coming. Lots you're gonna hear everything. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of cool covers. A lot of I mean, I always like to go like deep cover, like a uh, side B last track. You know what I mean? That's my always, that's where I always go over covers. And, uh, when I'm in generation kill, that's what we do, man. We pick up like the last, the, the songs that like the band never plays anymore. Those are the ones we play. And, yeah, uh, yeah. so uh, I'm looking forward to doing that, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to hang out with you in Milwaukee and, uh, are you, how many, are you going to be here all three days or are you just going to be there? Uh, I'll, I'll get there on Wednesday and I'll be flying home at some point on Sunday. So I'll be there the whole time. Okay, here. cool, man. Well, I'm sure we're going to hang out. Um, hang out. I smoke cigars and hang out. That's what I'm going to be doing. Just hang out with people. So come by, I'll have you come by on the podcast. We'll talk some more Star Wars, Star Trek and comic book shit. And, um, yeah, man, and stay in touch. And, and like, I'm going to show up Wednesday and you let me know what songs and i'll uh show up and try to remember the lyrics <laughs> well we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely i'll have everybody drilled so we'll be we'll be tight as hell for you all right cool man well charlie it was awesome talking to you man uh this is going to come out tomorrow um i'm gonna it's gonna be a dual podcast uh you with the um uh, megan from cascade robber and then we're gonna have both so is there any songs you want me to put on the end um what song do you want me to play i'm gonna play uh, i'm gonna add so, like, if you go on Spotify, there'll be three tracks at the end uh, after the after the podcast. Um, and so, go ahead and give me one song that you want to hear. Uh, any band, your band, any band, I don't care. Honestly, I want I want you to play um, uh, the Reckoning by D. Snyder because D. decided not to go on tour after we released "Leave a Scar," and that song is heavy as fuck. And okay. All right, that's the one I'll play in the reckoning on the D Sider record. All right, yeah. dude. Listen, man. Uh, good talking to you, uh, and I look forward to hanging out you and uh, in Milwaukee again. We're gonna have a blast. Sounds so. good, man. All right, bud. If you enjoyed this episode of the Put Up Your Dukes podcast, go search his podcast out. Give him a like, a subscribe, hit the bell, give a five star review, and come see Rob, Charlie, Megan, and myself all at. Metal Fest in Milwaukee, May 25th through the 28th. You can get your tickets to Milwaukee Metal Fest at therave.com slash Metal Fest. Right now there is a sale, but it ends May 16th. So big thanks to our friends at The Rave for putting up this sale for National Concert Week. I know a lot of you wanted a discount on the tickets and now you can get it, but it's only until May 16th. And don't forget, Put Up Your Dukes podcast will be live at the Milwaukee Metal Fest. Give our Facebook or our Instagram page a like and you'll see the schedule and the guest will be announced soon. Thank you to monarchheavy.com. Use the code 666. Pre-order the new Somnuri album and come check them out. They will be playing with Justin Friends and Yotuma in the Rave 
Rave Bar, May 25th for the official Milwaukee Metal Fest pre-party. Also, thank you to CenturyMedia.store. Go pre-order the new Frozen Soul Glacial Domination and check them out Saturday, May 27th at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Of course, we want to thank IndieMergeStore.com, one of our biggest sponsors of the Josta Show and now uh, the Milwaukee Metal Fest as well. Head on over to IndieMergeStore.com, use the promo code JOSTA10 and you'll save 10%. Also check out MartyrStore.net and you'll see we have a pre-party meet and greet. We've added Chris Garza who will be taking Dino's place. Dino uh, can't make it in. The flight's getting in late, but he'll be there Friday and Saturday. So you'll have your other chances to meet him if you've already gotten the meet and greet package for the pre-party. MartyrStore.net, use the code MMF20. Also, thank you to Metal Blade Records. Head on over to metalblade.com slash deathrayvision and check out their new album, which is coming out in June. They just added the new vocalist, and uh, we'll be playing them on the music show on our Patreon. Thank you if you are signed up over at patreon.com slash josta. We appreciate you, and we will have a new episode up for you very soon. But until then... um, We'll be, uh, we'll be working on these new Josta Show episodes, and we'll get those up before the end of this week. All right, everybody. Drink your coffee, do your push-ups, listen to Death Metal, and thanks for checking out this episode of the Put Up Your Dukes podcast. Bye-bye. Executive producers Jake Olszewski, Ben Lee, AJ Lewis, Garrett Keeping, Dan Smith, Nick Torito, JJ Hernandez, Joe Bartovic, Jason Jarvis, Chris Larice. Alex Smolin, Todd McKee, John Blewett, Richard Miller, Kyle Marg, Nate Leffingwell, Morgan Costner, Mark Tag, Zapagor Waikato, Niall Scollard, Kathy D'Ambrosio, Justin Steven, Jack Flanders, the Pit Commander, Andy Wilson, Jeffrey Kuhn, Kimo Humalamaki, Jonathan Metis, Brandon Cooper, Matthew Jankowskis, Jamie Kutcher, Ryan Undercoffler, Matt West, Ryan Maurice, Chad Green, Dallas Hendricks, Jacob Arensberg, Kenneth Moore, Kona Butterflies, Stephen Helm, Richard McIntosh, Jeff Stevenson, Ryan Williams, Larry Tooley, Dallas Bolin, Ryan St. Nathan Rex Madrid, Cameron Hendricks, Scandalous Official, Joe Monson, Let's Talk Resident Evil, Andrew Chase, Guy on the Couch, Chris Winchester, Antonio Reyes, Joe Otson, Dustin Stone, Lee Walker, Ryan Levson, John Hankis, Robert Bushaw, Troy Seal, Mark Horror Armenta, Jay Liberston, Nick Fowler, Mike Horgan, Emma Horgan, Arnorock, Patrick King, Oscar Brummett, Stacy Steinecke, Fernando Somoza, Patrick O'Brien, Dominique Zimmer, Ryan Sanders, Lara Snyder, Daniel Berg, Milwaukee Metal Sausage, Adam Boss, Adam Mecklenburg, 